check it out. Un-territory. Ain't nobody been there. You understand? Undiscovered. So call somebody and tell somebody. There's a new day, and there's also a new sheriff in the town. A lot of things will be exposed real soon. Love you. Be good. promoters and welcome back to the uncharted territory podcast i am Corey olson i'll be leading our discussions tonight and this is episode 152 uh we've got kind of a a mixture of topics a a cornucopia a uh, potpourri of, of topics to discuss with you tonight and uh, we look forward to uh, talking to you about many things but first of all let's talk about the weather which we usually do here in the twin cities maplewood area Definitely starting to feel more autumnal after an extended summer, uh, kind of in the 60s, a little bit in the 50s, um, you know, some cooler temperatures in the morning, got to put on a light jacket, uh, but my sons had a soccer game today, and uh, it was nice, nice weather, you know, starts to get cool near the end of the game, uh, but still a lot of sunshine, no rain or snow to interfere with things, uh, so that's a good, good day to watch some soccer. Uh, but let's go over to Chad Olson, who just got back from a uh, football game in Gilbert, Iowa. Chad, how was everything? It was a doubleheader of eighth grade middle school Ooh. madness in football. Ooh. So we won the first game 28-0 and the second game 20-0. Um, in the first game, Carter had a about a 20-yard reception and almost got a touchdown. I mean, he, he was falling for the end zone and stretched, but his knees hit first. Uh, he drug a couple of suckers with him, though, down the field. He's a he's a hard, wriggly one to tackle for being 100 pounds or so. And then in the second game, he was playing defense, and he uh, had a nice interception and a couple of good hits. Uh, so, yeah, it was a fun game. Nice, nice football with it, but I'm a little chilly. It was getting a little, little cold there. Uh, it was uh, 32 degrees this morning when I went walking, so we definitely went from warm last week of uh, mid 80s to really really cold so i think uh autumn is upon us fall even ah. as we begin the march to all hallows eve yes very good and then, as Stu noted i have a, a skeleton mug here to drink my my beverage tonight uh, kind of anyway well sure eggnog is brown and warm but i don't think you'd want to drink it then um but no it's a it's a nice tasty drink and uh yeah and it's in a little decorative mug can i well, speak, so of, speak of a nice tasty drink that's wrestling related please so last week i had a conference up in in the cedar falls waterloo area uh, or the cedar loo area as we like to call it and um the one night for dinner uh I went with some friends over to single speed brewery now two things were one thing was startling person i know who is a local there has been there many times she did have the umami burger that caused the faction to go into spin but she'd said she'd had it before so i didn't tell her about his experience right the second thing was when you mentioned a, a, a brown drink in your skeleton cup i ordered her to drink um and it was their their hot apple cider cocktail it had their homemade apple cider Mm. Um, it had uh agave syrup uh, what was the other booze oh rum and then you could pick from one of three beers so of course i picked gable mm -hmm. holy cow it was delicious 
And nice. then the, the lady came out and she's like, have you had one of these before? I go, well, this is my second one. She brought me my second one. She goes, well, I invented it. Uh, I found out I was allergic to cinnamon because my arms broke out <laughs> no, <laughs> when geez. she was inventing it. I go, I appreciate your research and dedication. It was. <laughs> that, that sounds delicious. That it does sound delicious. really freaking good. <laughs> cool. Very good. Very good. Yeah, so I don't, I didn't try it with any of the other two beers because, you know got to drink the gable because we're fundraising people that's right that's right it's all about the, the hall of fame and the museum yes so excellent well thank you uh since we heard his voice let's go to tim dalton in buffalo new york tim what you drinking what's going on how's the weather i'm, I'm drinking vitamin water things are good uh except the weather which sucks uh today i think it got up to 50 or 51 degrees it's been raining for like the past three or four days and looks like it's going to continue for another day or two. And, uh, you know, it's not, it's not good park golf weather. And that's by God, that's all I really care about this time of year. And it's, uh, it, it, it's pretty, it's pretty rotten for that. So, um, other than that, though, things in Buffalo are good. Uh, even with the bills loss, I mean, that's always a tough Monday for the, the people around here, but, uh, but other than that, everything, uh, everything in Buffalo is good. Well, it's good to hear. Let's head over to the state of Virginia, the Commonwealth of Virginia, as he told us last week. Stu Lowry, how are things? There are there are three commonwealths in the country, and can y'all name all three? Virginia's Virginia. one. Yeah. Pencil, yeah. Pennsylvania and Massachusetts. Massachusetts is another. Pennsylvania? I don't. Maybe they are. I was thinking I think of they another. are. All right, there's four. Okay. <laughs> what's what's the one you were thinking of? Stu? Kentucky. Oh, I, I did know that. I think they're a comic book. All right. There you there go, fans. Chew on that. Uh, the weather is uh, picture perfect. It has been upper 60s, low 70s, even got some nice crisp uh, low 60s and dipped into the 30s a couple nights ago. This is just fine by me, and the weather's going to continue like this. We got one ab uh, abnormality or abnormal day when it's going to approach 80, but then after that, we're back into the 70s and then back into the 60s. Good football weather. Uh, just absolutely my favorite time of year weather-wise. And I am looking forward to all of that. So delighted to be here as usual and looking forward to our discussion this evening. Very good. Very good. Well, as, uh, and I did, I just, yes, I just did, I did the Google, Google yes. thing. Yes. And uh, we, we do have Pennsylvania, Kentucky, Virginia, and Massachusetts are right. the Commonwealth states. So update uh, fans, one. So. Up, update fans, there are four Commonwealth states in the United States of America as of 2023. Very important to know. Thank you. So in the uh, Phil Singer Games universe, uh, some updates for the Cycle 3 releases. Uh, first of all, on the indie side of things, we uh, for the upcoming Deathmatch set, we had a female wrestler announced, and that is Mickey Knuckles. And of this set, this is a name that I do know. I'm not, not an expert on Mickey Knuckles, but I do know that she's been around the independent scene a while. I think this is a wrestler who was, uh, was signed by uh, TNA some time ago, but then got injured almost immediately and never really panned out, I think. And, and if I'm wrong, promoters, please correct me. But that's what I, I kind of remembered. I know she's done a death match in hardcore style for quite a while. Um, uh, looks like a cool drawing, definitely fits her personality and style. But I think it's really, really cool to have a, a female in the death match universe. Uh, gentlemen, any, any knowledge, any thoughts on Mickey Knuckles? I've heard of her. Mm -hmm. that, that's about it. Okay. As of 10 minutes ago, I thought Mickey was a he, Corey. Yeah. So I think I'm disqualified from all conversation about Mickey Knuckles. You know, I, I wasn't going to say it, Stu, but you know, yeah, you did. <laughs> all right. uh, and then on the, uh, the legend side of things, as we said last week, we do have our, our uh, promoter prime three chosen. We've been working on that uh, stats. I think are almost done and we've seen some drafts of the art. Uh, so looking, looking good, making some progress. We got some good things cooking. And I believe that by the time you hear this episode, or maybe shortly thereafter, uh, we might get a name announced uh, for part of this cycle's release. And uh, I'll just leave it at that, just in case plans change with the those at headquarters and the website and everything. Don't want to give away anything before uh, before it's officially announced. But looking forward to some good stuff upcoming here. And speaking of good things, uh, Chad recently took a little trip out to the West Coast to Los Angeles, California. And he's going to give us a little uh, recap here of uh, what what he was up to there. First of all, Chad, was this a, a business trip or just a just a mini vacation? Purely pleasure. Nice. Yes, uh, a friend of mine who um, 
who who lives out there is a director at one of the universities out there said hey i got two tickets to wolf mother nobody to go with i said i love wolf mother i'll come out there so this is part of my 50th birthday uh year-long celebration um so then i called my other friend who lives out there and i said hey i'm going to wolf mother he goes i'm going to wolf mother and he's taking a stepson so we went uh, i got flew in friday um, unfortunately I could not connect with, uh, with Grant. Uh, we were trying to meet up on Saturday and it, it did not pan out. So, um, but I will see Grant at River Rumble in November. Yes. Very cool. Um, so we got there, went, hung out, uh, Friday afternoon and yeah, went downtown to a wolf mother. It was the, uh, the Blasco theater or something. It was kind of this old, old theater down in Hollywood. Very cool. Um, and, uh, there was, here here's a connection so the first opening band was amber wild mm. and uh yeah didn't know anything about them whatever whatever the second opening band was called fever dog no relation to the the song from almost famous that's what i was thinking however they and and amber wild was fine they played like five or six songs um but the 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 front man kind of had a look you know uh fever dog plays and they they're kind of like kiss in new york dolls they have some mm. makeup it's not as much as kiss mm-hmm. they wear these matching uh spandex jumpsuits speed suits disco i mean they're they're really good and honestly i've been listening to some of their stuff on spotify spotify i like their live their live versions of their song are just i like them a little better than the studio stuff but they're really good i would go check out fever dog again and then Wolf Mother came out. And, oh my God, they were awesome. They were so good. I mean, Andrew Stockdale, the lead singer, sounds just like he does on the albums. It was, it was crazy. So then cool. for the encore, the band comes back out. They have a guy from Fever Dog, a guy from this band. This other guy gets up to sing, and I'm, I'm like, oh, that guy looks like some. You know how sometimes like people just like look like somebody, or they're kind of just a little more famous than other you know like how we mm-hmm. kind of thought johnny fitness you know looked like somebody when we'd see him at right. the banquets mm-hmm. this guy gets up and they sang uh rock and roll by led zeppelin did a really good mm-hmm. job the the this big tall guy sang and then uh andrew stockdale they took turns so it was awesome show had a lot of fun huge mosh pit blah 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 cool well then a few days later i was on facebook and i figured out the guy who was singing rock and roll was gene simmons son and the guy singing lead singer for Amber Wilde is Paul Stanley's son, Evan. No way. Yeah, I'm like, oh, holy crap, this is cool. Aww. So, you know, I was trying to figure out like who, you know, I was just trying to look and see, and they had um, somebody, one of the bands, had something on their Facebook about having all these guys on there. So I'm like, oh, that's pretty cool. So, Neat. Yeah. So awesome. then the next day we went to uh, Frank and the Son, which is a huge swap meet out there, which. I hadn't been there in a few years. It's now relocated into a former Sam's Club. So if you just think like the biggest freaking, it has, com- I mean, it's just, you know, all these different flea market booths. Mm-hmm. So people have comics, they have wrestling stuff, they have <coughs> records, Funkos. Funkos are the most popular damn thing. Funkos, Funkos, Funkos everywhere. So Grant was going to try to meet us there. Didn't work out, but um, I did buy... There was a guy who had a wrestling, just a specifically wrestling booth, and um, he had, uh, let's see, AWS uh, Alternative Wrestling Show. He was one of the, the promoters um, and uh, picked up a couple DVDs, had a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, this is, the main event of this show is Slim, not sure who that is, versus uh, Brian Danielson back when he was known as American Dragon. Oh, cool. Um, we have Human Tornado versus Scorpio oh. Sky. Oh man! And then this one in a steel cage for the heavyweight championship: Adam Pierce versus the Human Tornado. Wow! And I, I love me some Human Tornado. We got to see him a few times. Yeah, uh, at, at the CAC, and he was a nice guy. And then I also picked up something from a baby brother, but that might that'll have to be a oh. Christmas surprise or something. Okay, all right, so, sounds good. That was the only. I mean, I mean, you could walk in that place. And freaking drop 20 grand like nothing because there's just so much stuff. But that was a lot of fun. So that was Saturday. Then we went, had uh, breakfast at this uh, 
really good diner, just local dive. They had these cool shirts, like their mascot for their shirts is a pig. And they had one where it was like uh, their logo in a Metallica style. And the pig had a guitar, but they're out of out of them, unfortunately. Oh. Um, but then we went to the Olympic Auditorium exhibit at the, um, I think it's the Hispanic Heritage Muse- Museum in, in downtown Los Angeles. I'm not exactly sure what it's called because, oddly enough, the title of the building was in Spanish. Um, but it's this temporary exhibit. It's there through April. I would say, you know, here's which the deal. Don't plan a trip to Los Angeles to go to this exhibit. But if you're in Los Angeles, you should go to this exhibit. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying mm-hmm. Tim should fly from Buffalo there just for the exhibit because it's just, you know, it's like two floors and it starts off and got a bunch of boxing gear. Um, and then it's got, I got to send you guys. I didn't show you these pictures. I'll, I'll show you. I'll send you guys these pictures. One of these pictures really quick. Um, and it's from, it's, it's says it's donated from Kurt Beyer. Um, destroyer full outfit uh it's it's really cool because his destroyer jackets is is in orange blue and white um this really cool display so i'm sending this to you guys right now so it's got a few guys um where it's got their full it's got charlie moto stuff black gordman um and then it's got a couple different displays of just masks um it has um an exhibit about the uh, the T-Birds, you know, the roller roller derby stuff. Um, has a lot of boxing stuff. And then you go up to the second floor, and it's got more boxing, wrestling stuff. But then it's got a huge thing about punk rock bands and that played at the Olympic. And, like, one of the last um, big concerts, to my knowledge, that was there, uh, Rage Against the Machine recorded a, a live album there. Um, so it's got a big poster of Rage and stuff. It's got Social Distortion, who I love. And I know who Zeke uh, loves them, too. And it's got Mike Ness when... He looks so freaking young. <laughs> it's pretty cool. So yeah, I would I recommend checking it out. It's got this. I'll send all these pictures to you guys later. But it's got this really nice picture of um, Adrian Street. It's got a picture of Roddy Piper getting his head shaved. Um, um, and it's got a picture of Piper before the match with uh, a T-shirt on that says Conqueror of the Guerreros. So it, it's just a really a lot of cool stuff. Um. Then we went downtown to um, Amoeba Records, which is this huge record store. My friend Jess said, like, you'll lose your mind. And this was actually on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. And it is insane. I mean, it's the, easily the biggest record store I've ever been in. They have vinyl, all sorts of new and used vinyl. Still have lots of CDs and stuff. Very cool. And then we went down the street from there and went to a couple. Uh, we went to the Bourbon Room. Um, and that's the place where they run shows. And they, they weren't doing a show yet that night. It was too early. Um, but we, I had an old fashioned there and then we went to this other place. I can't remember what it was called, but, um, it's a whiskey bar too. And then there's this hallway that goes back to the back, to the bathrooms and stuff. And basically you can buy a bottle of whiskey there and then they just keep it for you there with your, your like a name tag. So there's these glass cases of everybody's bottles of whiskey. Um, and, you know, there's some written in, in different languages and stuff um, in Japanese. And, and it's it's pretty cool. But then also back in that hallway, there's a doorbell and you ring the doorbell and there's like a speakeasy where you can do whiskey tastings. And the guy's like, uh, do you have a reservation? We're like, no. And he goes, and it's eight o'clock. He's like, can you be out of here by 1130? And I'm like, dude, I want to be sleeping by then. I'm like two hours behind. My schedule's all off. And I've already had a couple drinks. <laughs> I had a, a old fashioned out out in the lobby bar area of that place. So he lets us come back in there. He puts us out, and we're on a. It's weird being in downtown LA on a patio, because you're looking, and you know, five feet away is a brick wall. <laughs> but um, they you could taste, you could get like a taste, like a sip in a in a champagne flute whiskey. Or else you could just get like a regular, you know, finger pour in, in a glass. And the most expensive taste sippy that I saw was 200 bucks. And then there was a, a, a full serving for 500. I did not buy that. Um, they had some limited edition. They had two bottles of this uh, limited edition, a stag. So I had one of that. Now, I mean, that was 65 bucks, but you know, it was, again, it was part of my birthday celebration. I'm not going to do this every weekend. Um, so 
Oh my gosh, it was a that was 151 proof. That was strong. I fell asleep wow. in the car. I was not driving uh, on the <laughs> way home, but that one rocked me to sleep. That was pretty damn smooth. So yeah, it was a good time. Had a lot of fun. Saw some wrestling stuff. Saw some good music and got to hang out with a couple friends. So you know, it would have only been 22 percent better if I would have been able to meet up with Grant. But like I said, I'll connect with Grant soon at River Rumble. So all good. good. Yeah, well, it sounds pretty cool though. I mean. You know that I mean, you got Paul Stanley's son and Gene Simmons' son. I know. Now let me awesome. let me so so you know the T-shirt plug is coming because these are the you know Gene Simmons is like the merch king. Oh yeah, yeah. He, he'll put it. He'll put that Kiss logo on anything as long as he gets paid. Condoms. Well, by God, we'll, we'll, that he he's my idol. I mean, I want to do that with Uncharted Territory. I want to have everything out there. You know, through whether it's through Pike or whether we we need to expand once we go. You know, once we our global domination begins. But right now, you know, you you want it, you go to tkostore.com. That's right, T-E-E-K-O store.com. All your Uncharted Territory merchandise. You got your T-shirts, your hoodies, your sweatshirts. Uh, it's all there, people. Go buy it. Uh, you know, make us rich. Uh, it's going gonna, it's gonna to take you a lot. Uh, you know, you'll have to basically, don't, don't worry about your kids' tuition, uh, you know, college tuition, anything like that. They can go to community college. Just yeah. buy the T-shirts, man. College yeah, is mean, overrated. <laughs> they could uh they could have learned a lesson, Wolf Mother, Fever Dog, and Amber Wild, because between the three of them, Fever Dog had like some vinyls and CDs, and that was it. Nobody had shirts. It was very disappointing because I would I would have popped probably for a Wolf Mother shirt. Yeah, I like them. Oh, the other thing was you know we come out afterwards, and apparently uh, my friend Jess was telling us that um, in LA it's a big tradition like after concerts there's people out there selling hot dogs and these hot dogs oh my they were wrapped in bacon they look damn good but there was a taco truck next door and the taco oh. truck won out so oh man got some midnight tacos and then the next night after we went on our adventure and tasted the whiskey we went to this um area hispanic neighborhood that had it, it was just like a saturday night food fair all these tents um kind of like a farmer's market thing mm. mostly it was food and i had some delicious el pastor tacos there so mm. it, was, it was a weekend of good eating sounds like it i i do enjoy bacon wrapped hot dogs you know those are very popular in oaxaca mexico oh there yes you go. So, yeah when i visited oaxaca i i made bacon wrapped hot dogs the rest of the summer <laughs> yeah uh i might have to be doing that sometime soon yeah very good well good glad you enjoyed this uh stop on your your tour of 50 very good all right. Uh, our other main topic tonight, we're going to do kind of a, a mini Ask Us Anything. We didn't uh, really advertise this, uh, but this was uh, actually some questions that were sent in by our good friend and loyal listener, Travis Heckle, Memphis fan, LWF fan, many other names, uh, podcast artist extraordinaire. Uh, and some of them he had, had sent uh, for our last AUA, but we didn't. Um, I, I just kind of, it was my fault. I missed them and forgot to add them to the show. Uh, so we'll answer them now. These are some good Legends of Wrestling uh, related questions. Um, first one that he starts off with, Travis asks us, who is your favorite legend that you have personally signed? Um, Tim, why don't you kick things off with that question? Well, I mean, I think it's pretty easy for me. I mean, it's the one I called into Galacticon with. Um, when I talked to Charlie Thez and, uh, and, and, uh, got her to sign for Lou, I mean, that was huge. Um, you know, Lou was kind of, kind of iffy about it, but, uh, you know, didn't, didn't really understand us. And it, it took a while to, for Charlie to know that, you know, we weren't just sitting there trying to, you know, abuse her husband's likeness and, and, uh, and name. But, uh, yeah, I just went over and we're just in the museum and I just, had a minute where she was alone and I just went up to her and started talking to her about it. And she was on board. She said, anything to keep the old boy's memory alive. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think that's, that's the big one. Um, I, I just, I, I was super excited about that when I got it and, and uh, it was, it was a lot of fun. Now also remember, she said anything for you boys. She does. She did love us. She did. Does not. Yes. Not did. Mm-hmm. We assume she still does love you. Mm-hmm. So far. So good. I yeah, think that it's because is... we dressed up nice for the banquets and didn't wear our stone cold shirts. Right. Well, that, that definitely helps. That In definitely jean shorts. Yeah. All right. Um, Stu. 
Well, Corey, that's going to be a pretty short list because I have signed none. Uh, that's what I was game. trying to remember. <laughs> I, I just take my work. Can you get order. working on Steve Travis? I mean, come on. He's right around the corner. He, yeah. He was in Charlottesville. God rest his soul. Uh, <laughs> he was at my gym and I should have signed him when I had the opportunity. Wow. Okay. Find the family, Stu. Here's yeah, the ball. You dropped it. I yeah. did. Yeah. I made a ball dropping notion, fans. <laughs> yes. Yes. On this a audio good visual podcast. for an audio yes. medium. Yep. It was very good. Chad? Oh, uh, the British Bulldogs. Oh, yeah, sure. Easy. Easy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, for me, I would say, well, Wild Bill Irwin, just because he was just fun to talk to, you know, that was, and actually, there was somebody whom I signed before Wild Bill Irwin that suggested I should sign Wild Bill Irwin, and he is also signed, but has not been released. Um, and I wouldn't say that was like a, you know, a favorite signing just it was a cool signing i reached out to the guy and he said hey you should talk to wild bill Irwin. and that man's name is but um but he was a good signing not not my favorite uh, i'd say wild bill Irwin, and then maybe and since we do honorable mentions um the pitbulls because I, I just remember i was i was a big ecw fan and um uh, pitbull one gary wolf was just very very cool to work with and, and a lot of fun didn't, didn't he, uh, Corey, didn't he call you and say, hey, this is Wild Bill Irwin? He did say that. <laughs> Wild Bill here. And I, Wild, and I, Wild Bill here, son. And I still have him saved in my phone as Wild Bill Irwin with wild in quotes because that puts him at the top of my list in my contacts. Nice. <laughs> I like Tom Rocky Stone. <laughs> my honorable mention would be, and, and I mean, technically between me and Mike Molesky, I don't really know who signed him, but we both talked to him and he told, again, he said, I love you guys. John Nord, the barbarian, because yes. he is the bestest guy ever. He is. He is. Excellent. Well, very good. Good question, Travis. Travis, of course, has signed many names, too, and I'd love to know who your personal favorite was, Travis. Uh, next, Travis asks us, uh, we've had several remakes of wrestlers in the Legends games, such as Ted DiBiase, Adrian Adonis, Jimmy Valiant, and more, who are the five wrestlers that have already been released in color, uh, that you'd like to see released in a different gimmick or persona. Um, now, Travis does share his own thoughts on this. So I'll, I'll, I think this is a good one. Travis says he would like a prime set of Len Denton and Tony Anthony as dirt, as a dirty white boy tag team. So without the masks. And then also Tony Anthony as grappler number two. Um, he also mentions Scott Irwin as the super destroyer. And then a Memphis version of Brian Christopher. Um, Chad, why don't you kick off this discussion? Oh, God. Um, hold on. I'm getting the list. I did not have sure. time to prep for this yeah, question. No. I've rallied. That's I, fine. Do you know Five, Travis? Really? Could, could, couldn't you just I, give I us rallied. three? I didn't have them, but I've got them now. <laughs> okay, okay. Stu, Stu, you go first. Please. There you go, Stu. All right. yep. This is kind of cheating, but um, we, which you'll see in a second. Uh, I have kind of always wanted, only for his look, because the moveset's not going to be all that different. Nah, it'll be somewhat different. It'll be more baby face-ish. Uh, an NWA heavyweight championship contender, Ted DiBiase, uh, mm. young Ted, uh, when he was mm -hmm. wrestling in St. Louis, mm -hmm. I've kind of Without wanted that for a while. That's a good one. The rest of mine were basically, since there are about 15 of them, just the machines. <laughs> <laughs> good one. <laughs> cheating bitch. Oh, that's I'm good. done. I'm out. Wow. Mike drops <laughs> there. Oh. That, that is about five or six guys at least yeah, probably that we have at least <laughs> oh all right <laughs> very good that that didn't really buy me a lot of time Stu. No, you could have talked slower and Denton, i would also like to how about that mm -hmm. i could get on board with that okay that'd be a good one to get okay very good uh tim do you have a list I, i've got a list i got your list right here um so for for my five um my number one would probably be Java Rook, uh, mm -hmm. who was Johnny Rogers' alter ego in, in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. um, assuming we get a Guido Mon Mongol card, I would like to see both Beppo and Bolo Mongol, uh, who are Nikolai Volkov and Mass Superstar. Makes sense. I would agree uh, with Trav on, on the uh, Scott Irwin Super Destroyer. Mm -hmm. I mean, it'd be nice mm -hmm. to have both Super Destroyers because, mm -hmm. you know, you, Wild Bill was part of that team as well. But I mean... You know, Super Destroyer, that was a big thing for him. And he also teamed with Mass Superstar and, and they had a pretty solid team. Mm -hmm. um, and then my last one, I think it'd be kind of cool to have a Steve Kern uh, singles card. Hmm. Okay. Just more, you know, the, without the fabs and, and more maybe mm -hmm. just uh, his, you know, kind of the rest of his career. 
Okay. Yeah. So, uh, so those would be my five. Okay. Very good choices. Did that give Thank you enough you. time, Chad? I mean, I'm close. Yeah, yeah, I'm good. I'm good. Okay. So I would like uh, Mass Superstar as Demolition Axe. And the only time we do that is if we had Demolition Smash. So then we could have Demolition. Right. But alas, we do not. So yeah. Yet. Maybe something. Yet. Um, I okay, so that's one. I would like a young babyface Shane Douglas card. Um, I would like well, this is cheating, but I, I don't really care. So I want three Kurt Henning cards. I want 1983 Kurt Henning, 1986 when he's still a babyface, and then 1987 when he's the heel AWA champion. Because nice. this would be great. I I love Kurt Henning. And I know some people we, are gonna we say couldn't this, tell. This is gonna be blasphemy. <laughs> but I mean, he was fine as Mr. Perfect. And like Bret Hart against him at, at SummerSlam is a 91, Corey? Yes, 91. Yep. Is like that's one of my favorite matches ever, but mm-hmm. I just he was just kind of there, you know. I don't, mm-hmm. I don't really like the singlet. I don't. I just liked him better when he was a younger babyface guy, and even when he turned heel initially, I, I just I like that. I like that. I liked him with the heel turn. I thought he was very good then. Yeah, mm-hmm. it'd be it'd be yeah, kind of cool. You could. That's that, a whole yeah. pro prime set right there. Well, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And then I would like an alternate Mildred Burke. No, I'm just I'm just looking at the list. I'm just looking at the roster. And I was gonna say. <laughs> Um, <laughs> what do well, I? Oh, you know what I, I would like. One seriously, I would like. I would like a Barry Windham, that's like eighty six, mm. eighty seven NWA contender. That's you know the one we have yep. is kind of an amalgamation. Yeah, he is. Yeah, the the and, one who ch- challenged Flair. Yeah, yeah. I like yeah. you know he's a little lighter. He moves a little faster. Not as strong. Not doing the claw. I mean, we did that one to kind of. And I think it works great for the heel version. Mm-hmm. But I would like one, maybe, you know, drop the claw. He's doing the superplex and the lariat more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I think that's only four, but, you know, my 15 Kurt Henning cards. And I, I agree with Travis about the uh, the Brian Christopher. Mm-hmm. Um, I would love Memphis heel Brian Christopher. Okay. I do find this question kind of ironic because a lot of times Travis says he doesn't want alternate versions of cards. I have seen that. But then he said, you know, but so uh, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah, this was a tough list. Um, I would also vote for Brian Christopher in Memphis. I liked him there. And, um, you know, just where he's not doing the too cool gimmick and, and stuff like that. He's just a, kind of an arrogant heel. Um, you know, he had a good few years there in the those last years of the USWA. Um, definitely Super Destroyer, if, if not both Irwins, then then Scott, because he was, you know, he had singles time, uh, as, as Tim mentioned, and, and teaming with Mass Superstar. So that's a big one for me. Um, I would probably go with, I would, I was going to go with one version of Kurt Hennig, <laughs> uh, just because the AWA, I could kind of see. Which one? I, I would probably go like an amalgamation of like 86 and the heel turn in 87. Maybe we could do a, you know, as a heel, he does this finisher as a baby face, you know, kind of, he does the missile drop kick um oh yeah yeah you know i mean i could i could that's kind of like your barry windham i could see where we could maybe cover that in one card but i also i do like the separate card idea too and we did we did do that through fair means or foul right right we, yeah we, there is a curb heading out there that we've yeah. been associated with correct correct yes um and then i don't know there's there's a good number that would kind of fit into this category where they've had cards in the indie set um but you know could be considered as legends because of national exposure and everything and there's a few i would kind of put in this set but one i would really like to see is mjf an updated mjf card uh just because he's really grown on me the last couple of years and uh especially given his his push as champion and everything um and and i'd have to look at his czw card again i don't remember how close his moves from there are to what he does now in AEW, but I'm sure there's been some updated moves and everything. I know he's doing some submissions and things like that. So that would be one. I'd love to see an MJF card with the legends background and everything like that. I think that'd be a fun one to do. Kind of graduate him to the, the legend, so to speak. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Keith Lee would be another one of that variety. He, I would um, love a Keith Lee. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, I know he's had one legends black and white card, but a Claudio card in, in color for legends. That would be cool too. And Brian Danielson, one more Brian Danielson card. 
I'd so. take it. Yep. My, All right. If I could just interject one thing, please, Corey. Please. All this discussion of Kurt Henning, I think we need to do that. That that because uh, Chad turned me on. To, I had no idea about Kurt Henning's AWA run, or at least no appreciation of it. Uh, and the stuff I have seen of him during that run versus Mr. Perfect just blows Mr. Perfect away, in my mm -hmm. opinion. So, yeah. yeah, yes, we do have a have one out there, but I, I'd love an official. I think that's a good idea. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And I, and I just realized I left off one of my names for my top five list. I was kind of mentioning some extras and honorable mentions. Um, I would like a heel Andre the Giant. Uh, just because of the the historical oh. the historical purposes, you know, I definitely when when Andre was signed, I I definitely wanted the '70s touring babyface Andre first. You know, if we had, could only do one, that's the one it had to be. But but now that we've gotten that out and and uh, with some more kind of contemporaries of his end of his career in the game, it would be kind of cool to have a, a an Andre card wearing the singlet and and you know you could have some fun mechanics with him. Still very tough to beat, maybe a little easier than the other card, but but still very tough to beat. So that would be a fun one to make too. All right. Great question, Travis. Indeed. Yes. And his third question is, is a very fun one to discuss. Um, I'm, I'm going to kind of word it as clear as I can. So Travis mentioned some of the tag teams and legends like the Road Warriors and Pitbulls having a tag move listed on the main card and then the alternative singles move listed on the bottom with the, by the asterisk. Um, and he understands why we do that, because they're kind of natural tag teams, longevity and time together. And he mentioned some other guys, uh, Brad Armstrong and Ray Stevens in particular, that they have tag moves listed on the main card. And then again, the alternate singles move at the bottom. And he says he acknowledges they were great tag team wrestlers, but they also had individual strong singles runs. So he's just asking kind of why we went with the tag move on the main card instead of the singles move. And, um, and he had, he says it himself, this is a first world problem at all, but just uh, something that kind of stuck out to him. And no, this is a very good question, Travis, very fair question. Um, I've kind of got my thoughts, but I'll let everybody else kind of speak first. Uh, Tim, any thoughts? Of course I have thoughts. I have thoughts on everything. Of course. And this is my only outlet. So that, you know, I gotta, I gotta speak while <laughs> I can here. Um, I think when we've tried to do cards for the most part, we look at what the most expected use is for that card and then stat it that way and then put the alternate move on the bottom. Um, personally, I've always felt that all the cards should have been statted as singles cards with tag modifiers on the bottom just to be consistent. Um, because we now do have cards. That, well, you know, I, I, I brought it up when, you know, when it first happened, but it didn't go far. So, okay. um, but that's always been, I always thought it should have been one way or the other. And since there are cards that don't have tag modifiers at all, unless you've got something like, um, like say an incredible badger situation where you've got like a singles finisher and then you've got the Andromeda drop plus three and there's nothing else. Then that could, I, I could see putting that on the card as it is. Um, but I always, I always thought that, that, that we should have gone, you know, we should have picked away and said, okay, they're all statted as singles and then all the modifiers, then we go from there. Um, but what the hell do I know? I think it does work better. I mean, if you're, I mean, I, I think a lot of people are going to use the rock and roll express and the road warriors um, and the pit bulls and all, you know, all those teams predominantly in tag matches, which, you know, why not? Right. Um, but um, I think, I think we try, I'm not sure those are two good instances that he brought up though with Stevens who had a great singles career mm -hmm. um, and Armstrong who was kind of a little bit of both. Mm -hmm. um probably had had a lot of singles time but but is kind of better known sometimes for his his uh tag run with his dad mm -hmm. um but yeah that's it it's a good question i i don't i'm not sure i've got a good answer so i'm gonna just uh sit back now and listen and see what everybody else says so i can disagree with it later okay that's fair uh Stu, do you have any thoughts no i mean it's an interesting question um i i kind of I, I side with Tim's original thought that they were statted in the way that they are most likely <clears throat> or most likely thought of to be presented. That's a word salad there, but just, uh, you know, a, a, a logical tag team is going to be presented with tag moves and singles would be the options. I, I kind of see it that way. Cause mm -hmm. I, I do, I do think the rock and rolls and, and, you know, midnight express or whatever, uh, all those guys are predominantly remembered as tag teams. So I just think that's probably the way they did it, but it, or the way you guys did it and probably what, what we were thinking at the time. And I think that makes, I think that's logical. So mm -hmm. I don't, 
I don't know. I don't really have a great answer for it either. Okay. Chad? Um, I guess I kind of look at it that um, sometimes some of these tag moves are stronger than the singles move. So in my mind, it kind of makes sense. You put the stronger move on the card and then the, the weaker one goes on the bottom. Um, I have no recollection of Tim's uh, Tim, Tim bringing this up, but maybe, you know, maybe it happened. I just don't remember it. So, yeah. um, you know, now I kind of feel like it's almost the reverse because, and I'm sure there's somebody out there and I'm sure somebody will be glad to point this out and that's great. But I would say most of the time, this, the t- singles move is the one with the asterisks and there's a tag move on there. You know, I don't know if we've made anybody with a singles move and then in tag matches use. I mean, like I said, there's probably somebody out there, but um, I just don't remember. So I think at this point, it's more like we're keeping them consistent by having the tag move on the card and then the singles move as an alternate. But yeah, it it, it does, you know, it, it is a good point and it is also a first world problem. Mm-hmm. Um, to the point about, you know, have we done somebody with the the reverse I know for a couple of finishers, because I'm using their cards right now, Chris Candido and Tom Pritchard in color have their singles finisher on the card. Mm, sure. And then yep. they've got their tag move, which for Candido, it's the same rating. Singles or, or tag, it's it's the same finisher rating. Pritchard's got his tag move. Um better finisher rating. You know, they're both both of those tags are listed on the bottom. Yep. Um and I know there's been a couple others. But yeah, I'm not. I'm not gonna go through the whole list now. Um, and Tim, I I had forgotten that you had mentioned that too. So, yeah, my apologies. <laughs> um, is just and my thoughts kind of back to Travis's question. You know, I think with like Ray Stevens and Brad Armstrong in in specific, it kind of depended too when the color cards were released. I know with Stevens, his card was released with Nick Bockwinkle at the same time in in the expansion three set, which was kind of you know in Midwest AWA type of theme. And so you kind of had the option where you could do them as singles or tags, you know, whatever you wanted to do. And I know Brad was released um, in expansion one, expansion two, excuse me. Um, With the mid Atlantic one, but we had Bob in the hopper, even though he wasn't in the set. He was, he was upcoming. I think he came out right after that in the quarter for, for promoter prime. Cause I know he was a father's day release. And I think that was, I think we knew that was coming. So that's why we kind of built them as kind of a team, even though you only had half at the time. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I think maybe knowing um, that like road dog was signed and, or excuse me, Brian James, BG James was signed and, you know, we'd eventually do him in color that uh, Brad could team with him as well. So we kind of knew there were some, some possibilities out there. Um, But like Chad said too, I mean, in my mind, in a lot of, I think in many cases, it kind of makes sense to put the stronger move on the main card, but I could also see exceptions, you know, like we've got, I know Sandman has like a DDT where it can be an add one DDT in hardcore matches because he DDTs you on a chair or something. And so then maybe you don't want that on the main card if that's just going to happen in certain, certain types of matches. It's, you know, there's not really a good answer, just a lot of different possibilities and um, yeah, just kind of go with what, what seems to fit at that time frame. I think. And, and for the, for the record, I did bring that up when, um, when we were doing the tag team expansion, was that expansion one? Expansion one. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That so when that sense. came up, I, I did it and it kind of fell, it, it, it didn't, it didn't go over well. Okay. So, okay. So I didn't, I didn't make a big deal out of it, but that's, I felt we should, should just for consistency, it should be one way or the other, but sure. Tim, I'm sure I, if I were paying attention back then, I would have supported you. No, nobody <laughs> listens to what I say anyway. So you it's, were it's okay. sleeping, Stu. I was asleep. <laughs> As oh. was I. I was still bitter about the not being included in the first draft. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, some great questions there, Travis. Thank you for sharing those and uh, for adding to this episode. And I think with that, we are done for this week. So let's roll into our shout outs for the week. Um, Chad, why don't you kick things off for us? Yeah, I'd like to thank everyone who listened and commented on episode 151, TTX, Lee, Sinestro24, The BMAC, Tournament Master, and Throwing Toasters. Thank you for uh, listening and making comments, and we hope you all enjoyed it, whether or not you commented or not. Um, I'd also like to give a shout out to, there's a lot of folks out there right now in our, our community who are working hard on their health and doing great things, so, you know, congrats to all you folks doing that. If uh if you're you're struggling a little bit, or if you're waiting to uh, you know get back on the the health and fitness train, 
hey, you can jump on anytime and we'll be there for you. So uh, good, good luck and just keep working hard and everybody's doing awesome stuff. Um, and then uh, finally, just, uh, you know, for anybody who's struggling right now, um, we're, we're thinking of you. We hope you're doing well. So, uh, you know, we, we got your back for that, too. So, you know, we are a community and um, but um, yeah, just just keep uh, keep plowing through things and, and do great stuff, folks. And otherwise, from that, uh, you know, stay safe and be excellent to each other. Very good, Chad. Uh, well said, all around great message. So thank you, Tim. All right, settle in. This is this is going to take me a minute or two. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> It's nothing You're still bad. pissed about that singles thing on the cards. I'm, I'm, I'm going to go off on a rant on that for 20 minutes. Uh, no, actually, what I want to say, it's it's really cool. And I know you guys know about it because I was texting with it. Um, so a friend of mine that I went to college with, um, Steve Muzi, his daughter, uh, Catherine, was one of the top junior golfers in Southern California, uh, wound up going to University of Southern Cal, uh, was on the golf team there. Um, was very good. I believe she won a tournament in Hawaii uh, while she was playing there. She had an extra year of eligibility. So she went from USC to USC, the University of South Carolina. Um, I asked her why. And she said, well, I just knew there'd be different courses I would be playing with different weather and different kinds of grass. Uh, so I could, I could, you know, kind of hone my game. And I'm thinking, my thought would have been, can I drink legally there? And do I have a chance to get laid? Uh, those would have been my, my qualifiers, but she's obviously on a higher plane than I, uh, which it doesn't take much, but, um, so she tried, tried out for her first LPGA tournament, uh, this past week. And, uh, there were two open spots for qualifiers. She won the qualifying tournament, uh, to get in. And so the way golf works, you play two rounds and then there's a cut for all the people, they, they set a limit as to what, like plus one or, or even, and then everybody that, that's worse than that, they, they don't play the rest of the tournament. Well, she made the cut uh, after a great second round and then went on and she tied for seventh place in her first ever LPGA event. Um, and I, you know, I'm not one to sit here and, and rave about women's golf, but holy crap. Um, and she was, on, she was all over the TV, actually was watching the last round on Peacock. Uh, so there you go. Buy it for WWE, but watch the women's golf. That's the, that's the way to go. Um, but very proud of her. Um, hope that she uh, she carries this forward and does very well. I know she's got some things lined up. She might be playing in a tournament uh, in Florida in uh, another month or so. So we'll see how it all goes. But just thrilled and wanted to, since I don't have kids of my own, I'm, I'm gloating about other, other people's children. Um, and my friend Steve is over the moon. He is just thrilled to death. Um, so I just wanted to bring her up and, and her nickname was always the cat when she was in junior golf. So the, the cat is on the loose people. Um, other than that, I just want to thank everybody for listening. I mean, it's, uh, always good when, when we get comments and things like that, we really appreciate it. And, uh, we'll be back with you next week. Thank you, Tim. And great to hear about your friend's daughter and her accomplishments in the golf world. Really cool to, to hear about all of that. And as Tim said, you know, we love getting uh, content from you, the promoters. And of course, you'll hear at the end about how you can send us ideas for other show topics. Stu, shout outs for tonight. And, uh, Tim's uh, friend's daughter also pocketed a cool 45 G's for her effort. That that ain't bad for a young, young lady just starting out on the uh, professional tour. My no wife way. and I were trying to trying to find her on the LPGA replay on golf channel. I can't say we've done that often. <laughs> we were desperately trying to, trying to watch the LPGA tournament. So that's a really cool story, Tim. Uh, the only other shout out was if, if you're not a baseball fan and wanted to dive in, this is a good time to do so. The playoffs are in full gear and they are spectacular as usual. I won't say spectacular, but interesting. Um, last night, the end of the Braves game was one of the crazier endings I have seen. Ew. Tim and I were discussing it before the show, where a double play involving the center fielder and somebody covering first base ended the ball game, which is just – I have never seen that happen. So that's pretty cool. And, you you know, always expect to see the unexpected in the baseball playoffs. It's just a, it's just a fun sport in that way. There's always something unpredictable happening. The drama and, the, and just – outright sadness i felt for clayton kershaw getting shelled once again uh, in the first game against the diamondbacks and just watching how lonely he was sitting on the bench I and mean, that's just your heart went out out to this guy so 
you get the good and the bad, but it's, it's the full range of emotions and it's, it's good theater and I highly, highly uh, recommend it. And with that, I will say good night, Denmark. Thank you, Stu. And I want to give attention to the other Phil Singer Games content providers out there. Of course, Sam, Mike, and Todd over at Roll Up, the official podcast of Phil Singer Games, Grant Pachoco and the Solo Promoter YouTube channel, Steve Tower at After Further Review, uh, Dave Little at Hartman's Championship Wrestling, Lee Longpre and the Dizzy Dice Podcast, Brock Atkinson at Brockster Builds, as well as Brock and Mike's Phil Singer Games Character Spotlights. Thank you, promoters, for sharing your thoughts and materials with us on a regular basis. And other than that, just want to say thank you, everybody, for clicking, listening, and downloading. We'll talk to you again very soon. Hey, promoters, it's Corey again, and we would love to hear from you. Please send us your questions, topic suggestions, or any other comments and we might include your audio in a future episode of Uncharted Territory. There's two ways you can do it. You can go to tinyurl.com backslash U-N-C-T-E-R. Again, tinyurl.com backslash U-N-C-T-E-R. You can click the message button and record up to a one-minute message, and we can include that in a future episode. Or you can email us either audio or a written question at our email address, utpodcast twenty twenty at gmail.com. Again, utpodcast2020 at gmail.com. Want to show your friends that you listen to Uncharted Territory? Well, head on over to our store at tkostore.com slash collection slash uncharted hyphen territory. You can choose from a shirt or hoodie with Travis Heckle's great podcast cover artwork or a shirt with a design inspired by one of our favorite bands. While there, check out the other great merchandise at TKO, including shirts of several of the top MMA fighters, including Bigfoot Silva, Tim Sylvia, Ensign Inouye, and more. Need a shirt made for your event or organization? Contact TKO, run by Filsinger Games promoter Justin Bulka, a.k.a. Pike Mojo, to place your order. Again, that's tkostore.com, T-E-E-K-O-Store.com. Insert wolf music. Definitely, is uh, Mickey cool. Knuckles related to <laughs> probably edit that out? That, that might not make it. I made the Easter egg. <laughs> no. Yeah, I'm the bad one. I'm I'm the bad one. Gracious sakes alive. All right. All right. Or, or can you beep over it? <laughs> <laughs> I could do that. <laughs> do that. Let people wonder. All and right. put it in the Easter egg. Yes, it'll be a censored Easter egg. Thank you, promoters, for sharing your thoughts and materials with us on a regular basis. And other than that, I just want to say thank you, everybody. Oh, Stu. I didn't get to do my shout out. Shit. <laughs> yeah, I was like, did I sleep through Stu's shout Shit, I am so sorry, Stu. I am t- I am tired. So I'm gonna, how, I'm gonna, how is I'll... Denmark going to go to bed tonight? Yeah, right, going I have right. got to at least say that. Good it's Lord, been 151 right, yep. episodes I've said. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, Stu. Goodness you have not you've missed a couple. You've missed a couple. Yes. <laughs> right, I did. I did. That right. is true. All right. Over 140. Thank you, Tim. And uh, thanks. Uh, uh, fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> Just roll with it. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Poppycock. <laughs>